0: Locked on Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Are the Knicks ready for a playoff run now? Zach Wilson is making Jets fans have expectations again. Plus, what happens with the Celtics this offseason? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
1: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
0: The New York Knicks took down the LA Clippers 106-100 on Sunday. Joining me now from Locked on Knicks, Gavin Shaw. And Gavin, when you look at the Knicks resume, the last two weeks or so, they have losses to the top tier teams in, in each conference. And to get a win like this... Maybe it doesn't say anything about the quality of the Knicks team. We don't want to take too much away from one win. But but how much do you think this could help a young team psychologically as it prepares for a playoff run?
1: No, I think there's no doubt that this was probably their biggest win of the season, especially when you consider that they were missing Emmanuel quickly and Alec Burks, obviously two con- key contributors off their bench. And, and the big knock on them during this whole winning streak was they were doing it against some good teams, some average teams, some bad teams but failed to beat the elite teams, as you mentioned, lost to the Suns, then won three more in a row, then lost to Denver, then lost to Phoenix again, and they get this chance against the Clippers, and it's a Clippers team that's been far from full strength recently. They had everyone back finally outside of Serge Ibaka, and the Knicks just came into their house and and beat them, and it was with Julius Randle not having a particularly good game, R.J. Barrett getting very hot in the third quarter, but up to that point not having a particularly good game. And it it was ultimately on on the strength of the role, guys. Derek Rose having arguably his best performance as a Nick Taj Gibson, making key plays down the stretch. Reggie Bullock had 22 points through three quarters. So in some ways, it it wasn't even about their young guys necessarily, but it reaffirmed that their vets can be key contributors in big moments, and that's going to pay dividends in the playoffs.
0: Do you think that that this team could win games like this? I mean, is this a sustainable formula in the playoffs? If Julius Randle is having an off night, does the rest of the team have enough that they could get a win or two? Because you're probably just not going to win a playoff series if Julius Randle isn't good the whole series.
1: Yeah, I think that's the right way to frame it. They could win a game like this. They cannot win a series like this. And and I think ultimately they're going to have to win games like this. And, And what's fascinating to me, is something we didn't really get to see in this game, and it's how much Tibbs is going to be willing to rely on his younger players. Guys like Quickly, who, who's obviously played an essential role for the Knicks, and I, I think in the second uh, quarter of this game, you really, really felt his absence when the Knicks were just starving for offense, starving for some backbreaking deep threes, and they didn't really have anyone else on the roster who could supply it. Um, And then Obi Toppin, who's been playing exceptionally well by his standards for the last month, a guy who I previously had questions if Tibbs would even try him out in the playoffs. And he's come up big the last couple of games, getting a big steal and dunk um, on Chris Paul the other night, and then today hitting a big corner three, having a nice layup. Again, it's all about small moments, but it's can he buy Julius Randle enough rest and the Knicks enough wiggle room that they can keep Randle on the bench. So when he comes in the fourth quarter, he's fresh enough to do what he did tonight, which was hit three big shots down the stretch. So I I guess to circle back to your question, Peter, I I ultimately don't think they win a series without Randall going off. I think they're going to need Randall to be really, really good. But they have to – it's more so how can they make life easier on Randall, whether that's limiting him, whether that's using him more as a roller or using him on dribble handoffs or or getting him involved in creative actions and making life easier on him so he doesn't have to do um, what he's had to do all season against the best defenses in the league, which is create out of nothing, hit big step-back shots, We saw it today. He can do it in the biggest moments when he's well-rested, but you can't expect him to carry a team through a whole series like that because there's maybe five guys on earth who
0: can't. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, Zach Wilson is making Jets fans have expectations again. No doubt about it, they're ready to get hurt again. That's next.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
0: The Lakers look like a team that didn't want to be in the play-in games on Sunday night against the Clippers.
2: This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of the Locked On Lakers podcast, and the Lakers pull off a shorthanded 123-110 win over the Phoenix Suns, a potential preview of the 2-7 matchup. Should the Lakers end up having to brave the play-in game, no LeBron James, no Dennis Schroeder, no Kyle Kuzma, but for the second consecutive game, Anthony Davis looked like Anthony Davis, and this time, that was more than enough to put the team on his back. A season high, 42 points to go along with 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks, 3 steals, dominant on both ends of the floor. You also had 17 points each for KCP and Alex Caruso, and this was interesting. Marcus Saul and Montrez Harrell as the backup 4-5, something fans have wanted to see
0: all season, uh, something to potentially keep your eye on. The Dallas Mavericks won their fourth in a row, but Luka Doncic got tossed after an aggressive strike to the groin area. Of Cavs, Colin Sexton.
3: Dallas Mavericks get their second win in a row over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Nick Yank said the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. The Dallas Mavericks continue to roll. They haven't lost to a team except for the Sacramento Kings in the last couple of weeks here. Mavericks get a win, and the big story in this one was Luka Doncic gets ejected the beginning of the third quarter. Him and Colin Sexton kind of got tangled up a little bit in boxing out for a rebound, and then Luka kind of gave him a little chop, chop to a place and he swiped, or swiper doesn't want to swipe, uh, and he got ejected for it. Flagrant too, there's all kinds of incredible reactions that Luca gave afterwards. So he gets ejected, the Mavericks still, they go on like a 30 to 15 run after that moment. They really banded together. The Dallas Mavericks continue to roll. They hold strong fifth in the Western Conference. They have a really cake schedule the rest of the way. And so they continue to take care of business. They will be fifth in the Western Conference
0: medina spirit's victory in the kentucky derby is in serious jeopardy because of a failed post-race drug test yes of a horse one that led churchill downs to suspend hall of fame trainer bob baffert on sunday in the latest scandal to plague the sport baffert denied all wrongdoing and promised to be fully transparent with the kentucky horse racing commission during its investigation baffert's barn received word saturday that medina spirit had tested positive for an excessive amount of the steroid betamethasone, which is sometimes used to treat pain and inflammation in horses. Medina Spirits' win stands for now. Good news, bad news. Again for the New York Mets. This is Ryan Finkelstein, host of Locked On Mets, and the New York Mets are streaking. That is five in a row for the Metropolitans as they bring out the Brooms to sweep the diamond back. What a series for the Mets bullpen. The Mets only get six and two-thirds from their starting pitchers because they had one bullpen game. David Peterson got knocked out in the second inning in his start, and Jacob deGrom left early today with more concerns with that lat that kept him out of the rotation last time through. So the big concern right now is DeGrom's injury, but this Mets team is on a roll. This bullpen is better than it's been in a very long time. I just assume at this point, Mets fans, when they get good news, they just are waiting. Okay, when's the bad news coming? That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. There's a week left in the NBA season and the New Orleans Pelicans are hanging on to hope they can sneak into the play-in spot. They face the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. The BetOnline.ag line for that game is New Orleans getting 10. The team New Orleans is trying to chase down in the standings is the San Antonio Spurs. They're in the 10 spot in the West and just a game and a half up on New Orleans. The Spurs play the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. And the BetOnline.ag line for that game is the Spurs getting seven and a half. For all your NBA, MLB, NHL, and NFL futures, horse racing, gambling needs, check out the latest on betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus.
1: Here is another story
0: you need to know. We got our first glimpse. At the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets over the weekend, a loaded rookie class for New York. Joining me now from Locked On Jets, John Butchko and John. This is going to be a class that has Jets fans really excited, especially at the top of the draft. They've got guys like number two pick Zach Wilson from BYU. They trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker, and they double dip on Elijah's with Elijah Moore with the second pick, In the second round, there is real talent here. They have Robert Sala, the new head coach. There is a palpable energy about it, but these are rookies. So help me set realistic expectations for the Jets in 2021.
3: Well, as you mentioned, they are rookies and they are rookies going on to a team that went two and 14 last season. So as tempted as you might be to talk Super Bowl about the New York Jets in 2021, probably not going to happen. That said, I mean, I think any time you draft three of the top thirty-four players in the draft in a class, there is reason for excitement. I always warn against expecting too much out of rookies. I always say you should set set your expectations very low. But one exception is for first-round picks because first-round picks can contribute. And the Jets drafted two players in the first round, and they also drafted a guy Elijah Moore with the second pick in the second round. So. Conceivably, you could have three players who could contribute immediately. You have Zach Wilson, the new quarterback who the Jets took out of BYU. Incredible arm talent, can throw off multiple platforms, multiple arm angles, get the ball where it needs to go. You have Elijah Vera Tucker, who should help Wilson. One of the issues with Sam Darnold is that the Jets never really put him in a position to succeed. And a big part of that was they never never gave him a quality offensive line. The Jets traded up for Vera Tucker. They drafted Makai Becton in the first round last year. So the Jets now have a back-to-back first-round picks on the left side of that offensive line. And Elijah Moore, a playmaker out of Ole Miss, with that second pick in the second round, should be a valuable weapon for Wilson. And you also have to think about what they did in free agency, adding Corey Davis. I think that the offense, Zach Wilson will inherit – is better on day 1 than any offensive supporting cast Sam Darnold ever had in his 3 years with the Jets. I think the Jets put him in a position to if not succeed, if, you know, if this is not a, if this is not a team that's in the lead offensive roster, it's at least got enough pieces where Wilson will not be in over his head the way Darnold was. There are lots of good pieces. You know, there this, this is an improved football team and you know, I don't know that this is a playoff team yet, but I don't think this is a two-win team either. I think expectations are probably somewhere in that, that six to eight win range for the Jets this year. If they have that, it'll really feel like a team that's moving in the right direction.
0: What happens with the Celtics this offseason? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar has nine Base flavors, all of them covered in 100% chocolate, all of them delicious. Plus, they've got these limited edition flavors that come and go. And, And when the really popular ones hit, you have to be lightning fast to get them because they will be gone before you know it. Because these things are the goods, they are delicious. They are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, the best tasting protein bar truly ever. This is not just something you say in an ad. It is true. I have tried seemingly every protein bar at the supermarket, and this is the only one that I found where I go, I want to eat that. It is legitimately delicious, and you can try it. Go to com and use promo code LOCK 15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK 15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com.
2: Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the day.
0: The Boston Celtics fell to the Miami Heat, 130-124, to without Jalen Brown on Sunday. Joining me now from Lockdown Celtics, John Corrales and John, this Celtics team has not met the expectations that we have had going into the season, COVID, injuries, that's been a big part of the story here, but it does seem like something needs to change. Now, we might not be talking about the Boston Tea Party, it may not be full-on revolution in Boston, (laughs) but... What do you think the recourse is for this team when you have this solid foundation in place and it just sort of feels like there's no obvious next route for them?
2: Yeah, this season is so kind of confusing in a lot of ways. The number one question that I always ask when it comes to something like this is, how much of this season is real and how much of this season is a matter of circumstance? Yeah. And I do believe that a lot of this season is a matter of circumstance, even though I believe that the Celtics on a day like this game against the heat or against Chicago, or in probably six or seven different games this season where they came out with just absolutely no energy or effort. That stuff is, is something that shouldn't happen, but also I can understand sometimes why it does. Uh, and, and when you pull back and take the 30,000 foot view, you have to wonder exactly how drastic a change do they need to make? Because in a normal season where they get practices and they get a couple of days off more often and there aren't as many uh, back-to-backs for Kimball Walker to miss, and Evan Fournier, if he's re-signed, you now have that Hayward replacement that you didn't take all season to get with the traded player exception, and on and on and on. Like, this team actually has the talent to be pretty good. And now they also have the talent to make a trade if they want to move some of these pieces to get another high end talent to kind of go up against Brooklyn, or they can make a draft pick and use the remaining $11 million of that traded player exception at another piece of the bench and hope that some improvement from Tatum and Jalen Brown who are 23 and 24 could take them to the next step, and take the Celtics to a next step with them.
0: If you are looking at some kind of move, really the, the only salary they have to move is Marcus Smart. But he has been, for essentially his entire time in Boston, been on some level the heartbeat of this team. He is yeah. the the gritty player, the rebounds, the loose balls, the defense. And he is so much of what their toughness has been, their identity has been defense. Brad, D- Brad Stevens said on Sunday night, the defense just hasn't been to the level that that they have come to expect in Boston. So if you do move Marcus, how does that affect the rest of your team? Do you think that is the chip that they have to play here?
2: It, it's one of them, for sure. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't trade Marcus Smart, but they better make sure it's a good one if they're going to trade Marcus Smart. Right. At this point in my uh, life of covering NBA, I know that nobody's untouchable except for a select handful of people. And so... There's almost always an opportunity to trade up somewhere.
0: And finally, Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf did not run fast enough in the 100 meters Sunday to advance to the finals in his professional track debut. But he fared better than some expected for an NFL player competing against some of the best sprinters in the world. With an official time of 10.37 seconds. Metcalf finished last among the nine in his heat and 15th among the 17 who competed in the USA track and field Golden Games. I don't think that will be any consolation to the cornerbacks he inevitably torches for the next decade. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Tuesday, the NBA season is coming down to the wire. Who will put themselves in prime position? So at least until tomorrow. Stay locked on today.